Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find, find it at Romance in the Podcast. Ooh, ooh, baby, had me a hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning in to Romance in the Pod. You had us at Hello, I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Love Love Again. So I, I want I want to talk about my experience of of watching this movie today. Please do. So uh, and, and I mentioned that I have I have a prop to illustrate this uh, and I will bring it up when necessary. Okay. So mm-hmm. I have fallen <laughs> to the communists. I'm in the middle of my moon times surfing the crimson wave uh, period times. So I cried a lot in this movie. Oh, Paige, fully same. I cried a lot. And I'm very concerned about the, quote, prop you brought to show Mikey and I now. The prop is what's left over of what I had for lunch. <gasps> and I think you'll I recognize do, it. Paige, it's so good. The grilled, the cheese, grilled cheese burrito from Taco Bell. And I ate one for lunch, and I still have this one here, and a Doritos Locos <laughs> taco. So I ate a bunch of Taco Bell, and I'm period and hard, and I forgot that my office door was open. <laughs> and I was watching this movie on my headphones, Crying and farting just no matter what you're doing, that is what happens after Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just crying and farting. My husband did not know what I was doing today and came to check on me because he heard me crying and just found me sobbing and farting watching this Celine Dion movie, still eating a burrito, like not convinced that I should stop the farting. And he just laughed (laughs) and laughed and laughed. But because I had headphones on, I couldn't hear him until I eventually turned like a weird sadness goblin (laughs) and then got mad at him for laughing at me. But in his defense, he just saw me just sobbing and farting and eating a burrito. Marriage, love is real. (laughs) And then he walked out and got hit by a drunk driver. <laughs> oh, no. How dare you? How dare Celine Dion, Paige? How dare Celine Dion do that to John? Well, I mean, it did feel like the way she looks at Candy that the green M&M was driving the car. I don't even get that. Like, how did you get? I don't understand. She spends half the movie staring at the bag of Skittles, crying about it. And I was like, what those Skittles do to her? They're delicious. That's what they do. 
They give her mouth pleasure the way he used to. Oh, God. Oh, it's no. The same this bag. is so terrible. I did not cry in this film, and I feel like you two are not going to be funny in this episode. Wow. First oh, off, I'm going to be rude. very funny in this Secondly, episode. Secondly, I bawled many times while watching this movie. I cried yes. too, way too, way too Jesus much. Jesus Christ. It felt like a high-budget Hallmark film. It oh, did. no, Mikey, and it's I terrible. It's terrible. How it dare is, you? It, it, is, it is arguably... One of the strangest films I've seen in a long time. It's to perfect. The point, I don't no. even know why Celine Dion is in it. It makes no sense. Celine Dion acts like Zeus in Clash of the Titans, where she yes! comes down from Mount Everest yes! to interfere in the mortals' day-to-day life. And it's so fucking insane. Her sister's the owl. Yes. Her sister's the owl. <laughs> Celine Dion in this movie is some sort of... She's like, regular people. Ha ha. Why don't yeah. you tell her? Actually, I'll... I'll go to lunch with her. I'll go to lunch with her. I'm some sort of psychic being. She's like the queen in Bridgerton. It's wild. <laughs> I love not Maya Rudolph in that show, though. She does a great job. Oh, she's so good. Did, did you watch the Queen Charlotte season? Anyway, but this movie, it deals with very heavy and sad themes. It does. But but badly. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I sort of loved it, though. It's like this grief, oh. trauma, bond, love, romance movie with a godlike Celine Dion character. There's so many weird things in this movie. It's and great. Like, I felt like if once you start to analyze this movie. It falls apart immediately, <laughs> I'm sure. Celine Dion helped him gaslight her, which is <laughs> yeah, Celine so Dion. crazy. It's very Zeus-like. Like, if yeah. you had told me in this movie that Celine Dion's like, why don't you just turn into a swan and then swim near her? I'd be like, yeah, of course Celine Dion would say that. Can you imagine an actual press conference where Celine Dion's like, stop, I can tell you've never been loved or been in love. <laughs> Next question. She's so like like a weird relationship guru in this movie. It's so, she's like, you seem brighter and you stand up straight. And you're just like, what? And he finally got his happy ending. His boss let him create a podcast? Yes, this movie is nothing if not a man achieving his dream of being a podcaster. A terrible podcast. A really shitty podcast. I mean, I don't think the concept is terrible. I think if I got mega celebrities on, I'd be like, you know, like, would you fight a kangaroo or would you fight a penguin? A penguin? <laughs> what are we penguin. talking about? We established this last night. Todd said he couldn't fight one yesterday. I don't think I said I couldn't fight one. I said if that was my super Superpower, it would be a shitty superpower. Hey, last night was fucking weird and weird shit got said. And we're literally doing it again the next and night. And we we don't need to like remember when people said dumb things that they normally wouldn't say things that were that dumb. <laughs> All right, Twinkle Toast. Don't you think I'm going to forget <laughs> what happened last night? Yeah, you calm down, 20 Twinks. We got yeah. 20 well, Twinkle Toast. Don't go to that website, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20 Twinks is probably not the site you want it to be because it's pages only feats. We're announcing it's it today. 20twinks.edu because it's educational. Learn something. <laughs> educational for the children. <laughs> this movie, after seeing it, I'm not surprised it did not last long in theaters and went almost immediately to streaming. Yeah, I mean, it probably should have gone to streaming first. I mean, it costs Three dollars more to buy it than it is to I, rent it. I now own this movie, which is great because I'm gonna force other people to watch it. <laughs> I also now 
own this film. I didn't buy this movie, but I wish I had because I loved it. You loved it, Todd? I loved it. I didn't hate it. I didn't I didn't hate it, but it's fucking nuts. No, it I is know. nuts. It just feels like a high budget Hallmark movie. And it is, I think, a little bit better written, a little bit better shot, but it's like on that level, you know? And they yeah, just yeah, yeah. nail it. They like everything I want out of a possible comeback Celine Dion as a Zeusian figure. I don't know. Like <laughs> It's everything I ever thought I wanted from Celine Dion and more at this stage in her life. She looks and acts and talks like Jack Skellington throughout the whole film. (laughs) And we're better having seen it. For some reason, this movie exists in an alternate universe in which Celine Dion is making a huge comeback. And everyone's like, well, of course. All the kids love Celine. Like Drake is getting a tattoo of her in this movie, which is the best callback this movie could hope for exactly uh, yeah. is that one Drake joke. Um, <laughs> this is my theory. I can't prove it, and maybe fun facts will tell us. Who knows? Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> I won't. There's not a lot of fun facts in this movie because it's too I was new like, and no one cares. Don't you know what the fun facts are at this point? No, there's there's fucking nothing. Well, maybe we'll find out someday. My here's my belief. <laughs> I believe that this was just a regular Hallmark ass rom-com about a woman grappling with the grief of losing someone that she definitely had way more chemistry with in the beginning of the movie. Um, And then Celine Dion was like, I want to do a movie. And they were like, we'll find a movie for you, Celine. And then we're just like, can somebody just type Celine's name into this script in a couple places? And that's how we got this film. Because it's supposed to be like, based on the songs of Celine Dion and I'm is like is it how yeah I'm I like mean, I don't... she did sing a lot of love songs so like okay generally yeah, I, I get it th- I guess <laughs> I don't know her songs except for that w- uh, one song wait Mikey what one song is it can you describe it? My heart will always go on. Titanic song. Oh, oh no. She had way other songs before that. But that, that is probably her biggest though, Mikey. You're right. But then I learned the one that they sang throughout the film and she sings at the end. Uh, it's all coming back to me now? Yeah, that's the yes. baby, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby, if you ruin karaoke. Because the song's seven minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the movie exists completely fine without Celine Dion. And that's why it's so baffling to me that she's in it at all. No, I like it better. I like that she's like, don't tell her. Don't speak. Don't tell her. That's no doubt. That's that's Gwen Stefani, not Celine Dion. I can't wait till we get Gwen Stefani's movie like this, though. Like... <laughs> When Gwen Stefani's just a Zeusian figure being like, I'm definitely not racist. You go over here. You go over here. You wear pigtails. My daughters love your caterpillar books. I want to get you laid. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize this was a love story about Richard Scary, but all right. It's just. I, I do feel like Celine Dion was like, hey, if I. If I fund this movie, can we make it seem like my husband was closer in age to me when we were together? <laughs> But she tells so many love stories about them. And you're like, girl, she was 12. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. He was scouting her when she was 12. He signed her, I think, when she was 13. He didn't kiss her on the mouth until she was like 20. Okay. Actually, she was exactly 20. I looked it up. Uh, It was 19. (laughs) Okay. Okay. He left a couple of years in there. So you're like, you didn't get suspicious. 
No, oh, I'm, I'm very totally suspicious. I'm suspicious. so yeah. suspicious. I believe it slightly less far than I think I could throw Celine Dion because she looks wayfish. She does. Look I feel like I could throw her quite a long way. Yeah, but I mean, her side of the story is that they first kissed at the uh, Dublin Eurovision Song Contest, which I looked up is in 1988. 88. Yeah. So she was 19. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I looked it up. I didn't know when her birthday was, but I, I went by year. That's why I thought she might have been 20. But I think he was 46 at the time. Hang on. He was 46 at the time. Ugh. Yeah. Which means he was 50 when they uh, got married. No, no, 50 when he wouldn't let her sing the the song with Seal. Yeah, every time she told a story, I was like piecing together where it was. And I was just like, oh, He was 50 no. and she was 23 or 24. Yeah, and oh, yeah. God, no. Yeah, the fact that this movie didn't think anyone was going to Google that or remember that. It's <laughs> like, yeah. guys, this is well documented <laughs> on the internet and the front row of our brains. Like, you can't just... I. Mikey, you didn't know that? I don't know what the laws are in Canada or wherever she's from. They're definitely not that. I mean, by the time they got married, it was legal, but they also hid it for a number of years. Uh, and I I don't necessarily believe that 19 was the first time. I think that's a convenient story. I mean, who knows? <laughs> he, I, oof. And honestly, she speaks very highly of him. And I'm sure. she does seem like she actually like super misses him. People who have been groomed since yeah. childhood often have very, you know, sometimes they can uh, believe good things about the people who have groomed them yeah, yeah and it's, it's hard to like look back and mm, this is a comedy podcast comedy comedy she brought it up what? <laughs> celine started it celine started it <laughs> technically renee started it i guess yeah. but like he's not here to answer for his possible crime never mind air quotes oh yeah he was killed by that bag of sk- tropicals tropical skittles are fucking delicious she's right she was mad at them she wasn't mad at the skill skittles they just reminded her it just brought back the memory she wasn't like i fucking hate skittles now. i fucking hate skittles you ruined skittles for me by dying from a drunk driver <laughs> yeah that's what she was really mad at also that guy faked his death until it came back at the very end i thought that was crazy <laughs> I'm sorry, you thought John was alive at the end? No, John was definitely a force ghost. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't understand that. I don't understand. My dad went out for Skittles and never came back. It's because he's still looking for Tropical. They're hard to find, Mikey. <laughs> well, th- what you don't know is Skittles was the name of his mistress. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Um, yeah. No. The fact this movie is so strange and wonderful. No, uh, I loved it. Y'all are crazy. I don't. I don't know that I, I'm going to go with wonderful. How dare you make me cover Celine Dion? I'm emo or whatever his plot is. No, he just wanted to start a podcast, Mikey. A yeah. terrible. Terrible podcast. <laughs> terrible, terrible podcast. <laughs> and Celine Dion was standing in the way of that admittedly low bar of entry. <laughs> you know what you have to do to start a podcast? Literally nothing. nothing. It's so easy to start a podcast, guys. Yes. Well, then what, let's get Celine Dion on here if it's that easy. <laughs> she, you don't need her for a podcast unless 
It's her cosmic will that you don't start one. (laughs) (laughs) Are we all just living in like Celine Dion's universe? Yes. It's good. The the camera's going to pull out and she's just going to be shaking a snow globe (laughs) and and then just be like, the first snow. As she eats tropical Skittles. Why would tropical (laughs) Skittles? Because they have pineapple. That's why it tastes better. They are delicious. But as a brand advertising in a movie, wouldn't you just go regular Skittles? It's a bizarre choice for me. I'm pretty sure regular Skittles are selling fine and people need to get the word out about the tropical flavorings. Who is this marketing for for tropical (laughs) Skittles? Apparently Paige. I love fruit. Our grandma demographic is down on Skittles. We need to find a way. (laughs) You think Big Skittle funded this movie? That's definitely product placement. Oh, it definitely is product placement for sure. But like, I don't think this is their marketing department coming up with how to get the 64 to 88 year olds eating more tropical skittles yeah somebody had that conversation you need to unpack how much skittles are in this film because it's a fucking lot there's more skittles in this film than the two co-workers this is an alex jonesian level conspiracy (laughs) that you have about the dumbest movie we've done recently Uh, big skittle wants you to eat them they're in the film more than the side characters. Is this three? Is this three sider, Mikey? Again? Is this what's no, happening? I'm thinking clearer than I've ever thought before. Oh, it's cocaine then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He's just sniffing the powder off some sour skittles. Today in Congress, they were like, "Yes, UFOs exist. We have the bodies." I know. Yeah, I know. I saw that, Mikey. It's been a good day. And on top of that, big skittle coming in, <laughs> replacing an actor. While they're on strike, even. I, I just hated that that car was acquitted for standing its ground. Fuck you. <laughs> They're not in Florida, Mikey. And DeSantis just got in a car accident in Tennessee. Like, that happened this past week. So you know when he gets back to Florida, he's going to make those things illegal. And where were tropical Skittles when the car accident happened? Skittles are funding DeSantis. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> De Skittles. De Skittles. Look it up. Here's the thing about the UFOs, though. I was on Twitter today, and somebody had posted that You mean that X page, page, please. It's called X. Babe, you got to go with the time. I'm not gonna. Anyway, so, like, I posted, some guy posted it, and he was like, I don't know why people would think that aliens would wish us harm. Do you think this? Why or why not? And I had to resist the urge to be like, have you seen Independence Day, motherfucker? Like, what? Okay. For serious though, like okay, yeah, let's not play around when we talk about aliens. I was just like, I was working a day, and they're like, "What do you think about all that?" I'm like, "Well, the amount of technological advancement needed for them to come here to study us, but then they crash after they get here seems odd." Oh, so you don't think those aliens are real? I don't. I think if you can travel here from thousands of light years, hundreds of light years away. Why are you crashing once you get here? I don't understand that part. See, Mikey, this is because you don't even understand aliens to begin with because are they coming from thousands of millions of miles away or are they coming from another dimension within our reality through wormholes that exist at thin places in strategic ley lines and points on the planet? Listen, if I learned anything from Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Diamond Skull or whatever... Look, we're not talking Crystal Skull. That's not canon anywhere. Not real life, not Indiana Jones, nowhere. She's talking Stranger Things. No, I'm talking 
Tulpamancy. <laughs> I'm talking dimensionality and cryptids and high strangeness. All of this during the Love Again episode. Oh, right. Celine Dion. <laughs> so what wormhole do we think Celine Dion came through? What dimension is she from? The best, <laughs> the Skittles galaxy, the tropical Skittles galaxy. Wherever she came from, there were nights when the wind was so cold. She's like, I may look 18, but I'm actually 7,000 years old. <laughs> well, in that case, it's fine. Yeah, then she was too old for Renee. She's robbing the cradle. Yeah, she does kind of have an otherworldly quality about her in this film. Her face is shaped like a gray? Yeah. I was going to say something very similar and I'm so glad it was you that said it. Uh, I'm just, (laughs) there's not a value judgment on that because grays are kind of majestic in their high cheekbones and big eyes. Hang on one second, hang on one second. Would you fuck a gray? No, they don't have shoulders wide enough for me. (laughs) They are notoriously thin-shouldered, you're right. They're notoriously thin-shouldered. Would it save the Earth if I had sex with the alien? Mikey, no one's going to ask you to rip an alien in half. It's fine. Oh my god For science I'll call you Todd If they brought their penguin army to fight Or whatever they're invading (laughs) us with That's my superpower I mean greys are supposedly about the size of aliens Like they're usually not actually super tall They're usually about Yeah greys are the size of aliens (laughs) Like four feet tall If you are up on your ufology She met penguins I'd fight a fucking UFO alien thing Yeah fuck yeah Well you'll get your chance at WWF SmackDown <laughs> this summer when <laughs> yes! Mikey battles Mr. Grayman. <laughs> oh my God, he's got 20 toes. <laughs> and Dr. Satan with the folding chair. <laughs> Guys, that was, oh my God. Th- these are two different podcasts. Who cares? Not me. The listeners. It's just one big podcast I call my life. <laughs> Welcome back to Mikey's life. And we still won't give him a soundboard. Never. Bro. He had a soundboard. Can you imagine having Celine Dion on and interrupting her with, with sound effects? That, okay, so but the end of this movie does a great job of showing why you shouldn't have a soundboard for your podcast. Like, I feel don't. like it only works on comedy podcasts and very rarely and only yeah. when it's used badly as a bit. Yes, that's fine. But like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's also it. why Mikey's not in control of any tech. <laughs> Admittedly, I have one I have one friend who had a podcast with a soundboard and they gave it to the person the worst with text so that it never worked right. And for me, like that was one of the funniest parts yeah. as a bit. And it was one of the funniest parts. I just got to plug it into the Zoom. I'm going to give it its own mic. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this and I have not wanted to bring this up in fear that it might happen again. But there was an episode, I think it was at the Horror Virgin, where you had downloaded like a ham horn or something like that. Bro, ham horn is on, it is on my like front page of apps. <laughs> yeah, and you like wouldn't stop doing it. I had such a trouble, I had such a trouble editing that episode. Such I'm a so, trouble. I am so sorry. I can't, we couldn't hear it. Paige, do you hear anything? I No, I can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> Mikey, why don't you describe what the sound was that you're trying to make your phone make right now, you adorable idiot? It's a sad trombone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys want to go through this movie scene by scene? 
Sure, if you call them scenes instead of myths of our Zeusian <laughs> godlike creature Celine Dion, sure. I loved her in this movie. How dare I, you? Okay, I have one more thing to talk about before we go scene by scene. Bupo the mechanical owl? Let's do it. You mean her sister? If I had a work phone and I was having a one-sided conversation where that they kept texting me and my boss was like, what were you doing? I'd be like, look, asshole. I didn't As text back see, ever. I didn't never text it back. <laughs> it was weird that he like brought that up. Like, I mean, he's done nothing wrong. And he's reading them off the top of his head. He memorized those text messages for that meeting, which I think is a bonkers level. It's because they're so erotic. They're not even erotic. They're just like sad. It's basically a Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> it's my moody Tumblr that I swear to God, if anyone finds, I'm fucked. Oh, to everybody go find Todd's Tumblr. Oof. Search Harry Feet. 69xx.org I'll be completely honest with you Oh, I'm gonna regret this I really liked the movie The Saint Okay with Val Kilmer and uh, Elizabeth Shue Yeah, I think we can consider that a romantic movie I think we can as well Of course you'd like something with shoes You hairy footed monster (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying if you want to find it Watch that movie and look for the clues. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. This is going to be like the net where she's just like, who is Britarian or whatever. (laughs) No, the net. She's like playing Doom and she's like, what if I click this one icon? I've unlocked the whole internet. And I was like, (laughs) now they're after me. (laughs) Okay, but if The Saint is a rom-com, then Driver's a rom-com and I'm definitely going to pick that movie. Driver's not a rom-com. Come on, it's so great. He goes to prison and she breaks up with him. Well, she has a type. All I have to say is after... Night and Day. If Night and Day is a rom-com, then The Spy Who Dumped Me is a rom-com, and we'll we'll watch that shit at Hell some yeah. point. All right. I'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. Well, our, let's go through this. Wait, Mikey, you had a question about our Lord and Savior, Celine Dion, <laughs> before we continue. My question is, if they keep making these new Ghostbuster movies. What? I think she should play the god that comes back at the Zool? end. You think she should be Zool? How dare you take that from Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney is still with us, you bastard. Sigourney is just the vessel. The gatekeeper. Not yet. Zool is the one with the flat top and the white outfit. But she has to play herself as Zool. But, like, yes. It's just like, some call me Zool. Others call me Celine Dion. <laughs> what a heart you like this. Sorry. <laughs> There is only Zool. All right, well, let's just go through this movie scene by scene. All right, we open on a bunch of people texting, and we see a couple texting, and their messages kind of appear in the corner, and it's very a, a meet cute of, like, he's surprising her while she's working in this restaurant. And his were like, this bitch is fine, though. I don't care what she talks about. And I was like, wow, that's weird. What? Paige, if you don't mind, let me uh, see if I can... Uh, decode what Mikey was Thank saying you. there. I was so uh, confused. So what is happening is she gets a text from someone named John. The texts are not super flirty, sort of inconsequential. Like, what are you doing today? What's going on? Yeah. What are you doing? And she responds with, I'm drawing, thinking about whatever. And he's like, hey, there's a really attractive woman here. I think I might go up to her. And she's like, yeah, you should. You should go up to her. Mm-hmm. Like, they're playing a game. They're doing a bit, which we come right. to find out. They're role-playing. Yes. It's not uh, a bit. It's a kink. Yeah, no, oh, I no, we, get no, it, We Mikey. will address the role-playing kink later in this film where her actual husband stars. And if you don't think they went home after set that day and just raw-dogged till the sun came up, you are mistaken, my friend. Wait. Mira's married to someone in this movie in real life? Todd! 
Todd doesn't look at the news. That's Joe Jonas, though. Isn't he married to the... No, that's Nick Jonas. She's married to Nick Jonas. That's Nick Jonas in this movie. Oh, so her husband was the uh, the Jonas guy? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's the one that takes her out at the bar, Todd. Yeah, no, I recognize yeah, him. Yeah, the, the bodybuilder dude. I'm sorry, you said bodybuilder dude? That's what he... He's a physical trainer, and he's talking about his muscles the whole time. Yeah, his character. <laughs> I thought you meant like in real life. I was like, no, he's a singer, right? No, he he's a singer turned actor, and he's actually pretty good in Jumanji. That's his job. His passion is physical training clients. I don't think it is. I think that's There's just in the way movie. less money in physical training clients than there is being a pop star. And yeah. that's why he does his day job of international pop star. So he can really focus on his passion. God, I hope one day he gets out of the grind of being an international pop sensation <laughs> so he can get back to his roots of training people. Yeah, no, they're they're really married pretending to be on a date in this movie. And I was just like how kinky for them <laughs> all day long <laughs> but yeah this there's some fun role playing in the beginning of this movie and we meet her and her husband or boyfriend because he doesn't get a chance to ask her to marry him but boyfriend john and they have all the chemistry in the world they are so sweet it is literally like the sweetest hallmarkian interaction you could ever hope for in a movie like this and then he immediately dies <laughs> It's he he walks fun. out into the street and and is this four minutes into this movie he gets you don't see it but you watch her you hear watch it. him die yes. and you, you hear, hear it like a cartoon you hear, you hear him get meet Joe Blacked but are forced <laughs> to look at the love of his life seeing this happen to him four minutes into a Celine Dion rom com the only thing that would make this scene funnier is if blood splashed on her face <laughs> while she was looking because <laughs> the amount the sound yes. effects are so cartoony oh, it's like it's crazy <laughs> 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 like a bus or a train hits. but here okay here's the th- mikey mikey you're gonna love this he just gave her that bag of skittles she didn't even have time to open it and eat it and then he gets <gasps> killed and then when we see it later that bag is empty she, she ate, ate those the damn skittles, skittles. <laughs> she was like hey man i ain't gonna like waste a full bag of skittles <laughs> it's tropical skittles do you know how hard these are to find they got pineapple ones in here it's why they're better they do have pineapple ones yeah they have pineapple ones and maybe some mangoes guava even i had a skittle once never do it again where was he going <laughs> i would todd with that with talking about having one skittle one time right into a skinny titty baby bitch joke i don't know where the character in the movie was going he had like a meeting with a client or something like that it was yeah. it was and that client was optimus prime <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and drop in Julian to say. <laughs> Can I get a pronouncement of time of death from Optimus Prime? <laughs> time, time of death, 11.52 p.m. Farewell. Thank you. Roll out to heaven. <laughs> yes. Transform into an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that was a big joke, so I wanted to like it was the other podcast again, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Pet Cemetery episode of uh Horror Virgin with Jules. Yes. They're awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so so he he gets pancaked like right in front of her. Yeah, it, from what it sounds like, it was definitely close casket. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 
I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, clearly. His remains would have fit in one bag of tropicals. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what I, here's, here's what I want. Oh, oh. I want like like the sounds of him like of like a car screeching to a halt, and then a close up of him in the crosswalk being like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then Enya like or like, and then like he falls, and then we just see a slow motion of his hand, and then a bunch of skittles hitting the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, what you say? <laughs> anyway, we cut to two years later, and she's living a very comfy life with her parents. Okay, I'm so, I'm so sorry that I have to bring this up so early on in the podcast, but I blame Celine Dion. How long would you wait to start dating if the person you were with died? Ooh, oh, Am I man. in a good relationship? Yeah, let's say it's like her and John very much in love, sort of early stages because they're not yet engaged, but like about to be. Uh What kind of Skittles do I have? Berry. Berry Berry yogurt Skittles. Skittles. Okay. Um, I feel like I would quickly go into a very slutty phase where I would be like, you need to leave. My wife is dead. But, like, how quickly, though, Mikey? Because if you're at, like, the wake and you're, like, trying to bang trim, I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. You'd be surprised. If, I mean, it'd probably be one of her coworkers hitting on me. You know, grief is weird on people. i definitely yes. wait two to three weeks. Uh, two to three weeks. Okay. okay. I asked for an honest answer, and I fear I got one. I feel like <laughs> if I was that in love, I would downward spiral so quickly that it would be something very bad. I think you're being very honest about what would actually happen <laughs> and i meant more like a theoretical sort oh, of no. i'd have her face tattooed on my belly so they have to watch <laughs> her like, jiggle look at her when you, you ride them? me oh jeez i hate that <laughs> yeah i don't like that at all First of all, there is no accounting for grief. So like everyone grieves differently. And and this is pure speculation because this has not happened to me. I would say it can take up to a year plus to settle affairs, depending on that does not surprise me. Yeah, what was happening, you know, depending on the death and, you know, uh, you know, accounts and whatever. And I feel like every time, you know, when you're working with that, it kind of continues to bring it up and like clearing stuff out of the house. Yeah. But I feel like if it was like a year, year and a half and I was like, okay, Okay, I think maybe I might try to start dating again. I think you got to get past the first holidays, maybe. Fuck, uh, yeah. Because that's going to be a fucking rough one. Um, but like when when she was like, it's been two years and you haven't even attempted to start dating again. I'm like, that's uh, might be a little long, but I feel like it's within the realm of normalcy. Okay, sort of answering for myself, I thought that two years was sort of normal-ish, but maybe a yeah. bit on the long side. I sure. do think... All of the firsts would be very hard. So, like, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd be able to date for the first pretty much full year, right? Yeah. And that's just, like, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Uh, but, like, Natalie and I were watching this together. When this happened, I was like, you don't have to wait two years if I die way before you. Like, no. like yeah, just, like, live your life. I think it also depends on how the death happens. Where if it's something where somebody's, like, been dying for a long time, I think that can change things yeah. a little bit. But for me, I'm thinking in, in the case of, like, this movie where it's, like, so sudden you weren't ready for it and then you have to prepare i think it'll probably take you a year just to manage and get your life back to some sort of normalcy Mm -hmm. to then maybe start dating again i mean okay if i really love someone it takes me a good nine months at least to recover from a normal breakup yeah if they were hit by a train and or bus car in front of me (laughs) 
I believe it would take at least two years. So I I feel I think she's okay. Paige, Buscar is my favorite 80s punk band. But um, (laughs) I agree, Mikey. So like when I came back from San Diego, I tried to date before like that nine month mark and I was not able to do anything other than slutty shit, you know? Yeah. So like I get what you're saying. I I just wasn't able to date. I I went too honest. I'm sorry, podcast. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, so she... (laughs) She's living her comfy life with her parents. And by comfy, I mean she's wearing a robe and sweatpants. And I was like, cozy. I do love... And this is one of those things that make it feel like a Hallmark movie to me. Like, she's at her parents' house. It's established she's been living there for two years-ish, right? Yes. And we never meet her parents. We only see the back of their head. But also, that entire time, she's been maintaining an apartment in New York with her younger sister, who seems to have no job. And she (laughs) is a children's book author. Yes, she is. Yeah, methinks no. A successful children's book author who's only written three books, Paige. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you about the story of the curious hairy caterpillar. I don't want to hear about your dick. I like it. Mikey, you come up with the children's story at the end of every horror virgin episode. Mm -hmm. I think you could be the world's best children's book author. I don't want to say I'm an expert on children's behavior. I don't want to say that either. (laughs) But I could write, I think I could write a children's book. Yeah. They can't even read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you like worked on your handwriting, maybe they could, Mikey. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to write the first book for penguins. (laughs) Anyway, we hear a bunch of her sister's voicemails where she's just like, hey, you need to call me back and you need to move back to the city. It's time to restart your life again. Yeah. If you read between the lines, the sister's like, I need someone to split rent with. Oh, I thought she was still splitting rent. Yes, she was. Yeah, Because it is still her apartment. She says in one of the messages that like you still pay for. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But. We do get a shot of her drawings for her new book that's like the stubborn caterpillar who doesn't need a cocoon. (laughs) I was like, all right. I did think the art was super cute, though. Like, I really loved it. It is. It's not appropriate for a Celine Dion concert poster. How dare you, (laughs) Paige? I mean, I do love that we never see that poster. We do. We actually do see the poster. It's the caterpillar at the end. Yes, it's in the background of of the post-credit sequence, and it it looks so strange. (laughs) Oh, that's why you don't actually get, like, a close-up of it in, like, an emotional moment in this movie. Right. Because it looks terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so she packs up his truck and drives home. And we find out that it's his truck and she drives it because it still smells like him. Yeah, which there's no way it would after two years, right? No, it would definitely smell like raising canes and sad farts. Well, he had psoriasis. What's the one where your breath smells bad? That's halitosis. He had haliotosis. It's halitosis. 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 But I also love that he's like, he had scaly skin and that explains it. What? He has haliotosis. Halios, like, because he's an angel dead. now. Yeah. An angel transform into an angel. <laughs> he took a shit in the cab of that truck before he died. <laughs> and she's like, I can still smell him like he's in the room. Did he always <laughs> smell like this? Like asparagus? <laughs> yes. Always. Oof. Mick Goof. He always wore Axe body spray, so I sprayed the whole truck with it. One time when I was on a tour, I found a candle that smelled like Jake, and I can't explain it, but it did smell like him. Okay. I didn't buy it. It was too heavy to carry on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Also like Jake. That's why he has to walk his own damn ass on the plane. (laughs) Well, and 
I was like, <laughs> I could take this home. I was like, but Jake's at home. I could just smell Jake. <laughs> I could just go over and be like the source. <laughs> anyway, she moves back to the city to her apartment with her sister. Uh, we cut to a different apartment where uh, Jamie Fraser is asleep on the couch and he's late for a meeting. Uh, but before he goes to the meeting, he checks an Instagram post from clearly his ex. And it's just a whole series of pictures of her with her new dude. Yeah. Been there, bro. Yeah. That I, fucking I connected sucks. with that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, the, it, they've got Instagram's permission to like make this as realistic to my trauma as possible. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, like, right? oh, that's like, yeah, that's like the guy from work. She told me not to worry about. Okay, cool, 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 that's cool. That's true because they... They normally they have fake they have fake yeah. social media. Big Skittle <laughs> is all up that. in this film. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, he gets to work and his boss is like Celine Dion. She's having a Selena sans, and he's like, I just want to start a podcast for the newspaper because we find out that he's a music critic for the newspaper. Uh, but the newspaper is just like, No, we are all on Dion. You get on the train. The newspaper editor is my favorite character of the film. Let me tell you why. Why? He plays it like a captain from a detective movie of any sort of 80s police detective yes, movie. Yes, he does. Yes. He does indeed. I love it. It is amazing. <laughs> Hand me your pencil and your pad. You're fucking done here. <laughs> you made a whole mess of this shit. Now I got to talk to the chief. Clean this shit up. Stop yeah. being the best paid music reviewer I've ever heard of. Like, he has the strangest job and gets paid clearly a lot of money to do it. I know a ton of people who review music for, like, respectable publications, and they all have roommates. <laughs> like, it's not a well-paying job. Unfortunately, it is not. No. No. Technically, we're movie reviewers. Technically. I bet our circulation's bigger than that paper. He's he's holding out for the real money, podcasting. He is trying <laughs> to get into podcasting, which to me is hilarious. Like, it's just like the lowest bar to entry, which is why we started doing it. Yes. <laughs> but did you see those abs? He's just in it for the AG1 packs they sent us. <laughs> <laughs> and listen... I love AG. I'm not even joking. I drink that shit almost every day. And if I don't, it's because I forgot. Well, they've stopped advertising, so shush it. <laughs> Call me AG1. Does he ever talk about any other music he likes besides Celine Dion? Yeah, he goes on like a whole section of like different jazz and a bunch of other stuff. He seems to like almost everything. Yeah, he just doesn't love Celine Dion's music because he doesn't know what it's like to ever be in love, Mikey. And she can tell that by sight and by the fact that he wears those goofy giant red headphones everywhere. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't taste the sweetness and the tropical skills. You don't know what tropical is like? Exactly. You've never had that pineapple. Not in my heart. Anyway, he <laughs> is tasked with interviewing Celine Dion for a piece on the paper, which also I'm like, there, there seem to be a lot of other people that work there. And he seems to not really enjoy or care about Celine Dion, but they give him this assignment. And I was like, you didn't assign his friend the very hilarious gay co-worker who loves Celine Dion, the Celine Dion job. I'm sorry. He is on the punk goth beat. Okay. <laughs> Why? He seems to not be the right person for this assignment, but He's fine. He's the metal right. critic. It's fine. I did love his gay best friend. Like, I love him in this movie. He's great. Love. Yeah. I wish the best for him and his other co-worker best friend as well. They were my favorite Same. characters. <laughs> when he thinks it's the, the girl in their, like, 
the the three of the, the oh co-workers. My God. When he thinks so it's funny. her, and she's like, gross. <laughs> I lost Ugh. my mind. I thought that shit was so funny. We cut to Mira yeah. and her sister uh, going out to their favorite burger place, Roxy's, um, where they put french fries in their burger. Love that. I like french fries and burritos as well. That sounds amazing. I've done both. I would do it again. Uh, but this guy's <laughs> named Mo, and we have yeah. a Fat Mo's restaurant here in Nashville that Aww. makes really good burgers. I'm a huge nice. fan of Fat Mo's. But he is so sweet. I love He's this also scene a great character. so much. Yeah. Like, this movie has heavy return to me energy. Yes. In the parts that don't have Celine Dion in them. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because those are definitely like Wrath of the Gods type energy when she's there. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> she's like the Tilda Swinton of music. I really felt for the bag of Skittles because it really emotes exactly throughout the film what exactly I'm feeling. Empty? And defeated. Mikey, I would like to take this time to point out that while we were all watching this at the same time, you text us and said it's going to take you 35 more minutes because you fell asleep watching it. Mm -hmm. It really did. Um, This movie, (laughs) very boring. I don't even know if they changed clothes. (laughs) I don't even know if they changed clothes. They do change clothes. uh, And I noticed because she also wears differing sneakers with all of her dresses. And I'm like, you know what? Bring back sneakers and dresses as a look. I like it. He wears like a black coat a lot. He dresses uh, vaguely European the entire time. Basically, well, he is vaguely European. He is vaguely European. His yeah. his accent is all over the place. All over. He goes full Scottish twice, and you're like, um, okay, dude. He goes. So the the first act of this movie, he's like, uh, his boss is like, I hired another Brit like you. Don't like, don't let me down. We're British guys. We're in this together. And then by act two, he's like posh scottish and then by act three he's full highlander and i was like was he also back on the set of outlander while they were filming this because i do love him on outlander he is great but it's nuts to me that they weren't just like hey i you know instead of saying english yeah like just say you're scottish because he's fully scottish Scottish. and it's not like his scottish is so crazy weird you can't understand what he's saying i actually he does audiobooks and there's some of the few audiobooks i've managed to actually listen to because his regular speaking voice is gorgeous oh i'm sure you were listening real hard Paige. real hard (laughs) i guarantee you that was either a celine dion decision or a big skittle decision yeah big skittle (laughs) hates scotland because it used to be skitland (laughs) (laughs) it you- <laughs> <laughs> Until Clan McMuffin took over. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Clan McMuffin. I think I've seen that movie. It's got Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Taken yeah. out? <laughs> no. Oh, drive through? No, it's Rob Roy. It's like the plot of Rob oh, Roy. Also, we didn't bring up his name is Rob Burns in this movie. The same as like similar to Robbie Burns, the famous Scottish poet. And so I was like, why, why isn't he just Scottish? That It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. I wonder if they had that conversation like halfway through filming this and the director was like, yeah, just use your regular voice. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, because by act three, he's just like, I don't really know. And you're just like, what? <laughs> and you're like, hell yeah, Jamie Fraser. Oh, man. So the Outlander break, uh, they started doing something I find really, really funny that they didn't used to do in early seasons, but now they do it all the fucking time and it cracks me up every time. Uh so they've started telling Jamie things about the future. And so he'll be like, I'd never leave you, Claire. I would always be beside you. But also, 
tell me again about airplanes that are up in the sky, but it kind of be, that's where God is. And you're just like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Man, they are just like digging the barrel <laughs> for content the the on bowl. shit they can put Jamie through. <laughs> like, I can't wait till next season when he's like, I'll never leave you, but like, can you tell me about internet pornography? <laughs> They have, well, they haven't experienced that yet because it's only the 70s modern day. Oh, my bad. In the Yeah. Anyway, so they, they're talking to the guy that owns the burger restaurant and he Mo. lost his wife, Roxy. Yes, yeah. Mo. Uh, and the restaurant was named after her. Yes. And yeah. he basically says, hey, I, I know that what you're going through, it's very hard and it never fully goes away. But at the end of the day, I pour a glass of wine. And I tell her about my day. Basically, like, just because they're not here doesn't mean you can't talk to them. Yeah. And he's like, you know, eventually you will get to a point where you will feel better and more normal. And it will be something that is just a part of you, essentially. Yeah, I really love, like, the metaphor he talks about. Like, the, yeah. you know, every night it's like a layer of ice and eventually the ice will support the weight. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, shit, that's like a, I thought, great way of describing it. Yeah. Um, we cut to Celine Dion at work. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say at, a press at work, conference. what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now get to work, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Celine Dion dressed as Steve Jobs doing a press conference while everyone is sitting behind. <laughs> it, it, it looks like it's a NASA command center. I don't know. Everyone also looks bored as shit. They look so bored. And yeah. Each person has their own chaise. It's just real crazy. Yes. It is like if, I don't know, King Louis XIV had a press conference. <laughs> yes. This would be like what it looked like. Let them seat Shays. <laughs> it's just wild. Uh, and they're all asking questions, but he is getting text messages. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I am way ahead of myself. Yeah, because we haven't We yet haven't established seen... the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's at work. Tell, telling people about the Celine Dion assignment or whatever. And they also give him a second work phone. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want a second phone. How dare you? And I'm like, oh, I would kill for a second phone Same. just to keep my work and stuff's completely separate. It'd be great. Would love. Yeah. So he reluctantly takes the second phone and his coworkers are like, I bet the boss is tracking what's happening on the phone. And I'm like, yeah, it's a work phone. Yeah. That's that's why that's why you have the two phones. So you've got the work phone where you don't do anything but work on it. And then you've got your phone where you send all your crazy pictures of like, you know, photoshopping people's heads onto other people and whatever. I do that or a lot. Or where you upload your feet pool videos to Instagram from. Mm. Yeah, feet pool. Uh, or you record TikToks of yourself crying and farting while watching this movie. Like, whatever you're going to do. Paige, I guarantee you, if you did that, it would have gone viral. Probably not. I'm going to put my feet up on that TikTok. Do it. Gross. Anyway, it's more. that's more of like a toe talk. <laughs> I know thing. that you're a hater because your feet can't make content like that, and that's fine. Oh, my feet would go viral with all 20 of my toes. Oh, I'm not talking to you, Paige. I'm talking to Hobbit Foot over there. Oh, you don't think there's a market for big feats? No. You're the one who commits domestic violence. Yeah. Why do I get busted for hairy feet? I've never bruised someone with a toe that I know of. Yeah, he's just making footprints in the woods to confuse the History Channel. <laughs> My toe is like a handsome guy you get close to, then he turns abusive and then hurts you. Your toe is like a guy in an alleyway with an overcoat. They don't even let them that close. That's all I'm saying. I like that, of course, Todd's feet would have a jacket. 
<laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> but oddly enough, it sounds like the vibe was nothing under that jacket, though. The nail, the toenail was under that jacket. Oh, no. What? Sorry. I just in my brain, I was like, what if penises had a nail? <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Yeah, that would be weird, right? If they had a nail, right, Mikey? <laughs> that would be weird, right? We got to get you to a doctor, bro. <laughs> 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 or or a manicurist. <laughs> Wait till I pick a shade. <laughs> I'm getting French tips. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they're trying to get him to text a girl they're trying to set him up with. And he's like, no, because we find out that the girl he was stalking on Instagram is his fiance who basically left him at the altar. Yeah. For a guy who won't make eye contact with the camera for their Instagram. Know, oh, my God. So when strange. they showed the ex, I was like, oh, that ex, like her new dude is not into her her and i love that they sort of telegraph that in the instagram pictures yeah anyway he launches into a crazy monologue about how love isn't real and just trails off and i'm just like yeah what are you even saying how dare you speak to celine dion (laughs) in unfinished sentences (laughs) this he's not even he's talking to his co-workers we haven't gotten to celine dion yet because we got ahead of ourselves no we were at the press conference with the stage lounge no we weren't that's what i tried to tell you we got we had gotten ahead of ourselves Mikey, just lay back and let it happen. No. She's looking at it. Oh, God. He doesn't (laughs) want the phone. They force him to take the phone. He makes a weird monologue to his coworkers about how love isn't real, even though he is Jamie Frazier, king of men. Then we (laughs) cut to her apartment where she opens a box of her boyfriend's things. And this is where she finds like his shirt and the album they used to play. And it's like a whole bunch of stuff. And this is where she kind of decides that she is going to text his phone because yeah. she was going to basically have like a glass of wine like the guy suggested. It doesn't feel natural to them and what their relationship was. Their relationship was more, you know, like cute texts and stuff. So she just starts yeah. texting his phone number and no one texts back, right? Right. But lightning strikes while Jamie Fraser's watching basketball, and as the power goes out, he gets the text. And I don't know if the lightning had something to do with it, but Zeus, the god of lightning, <laughs> a.k.a. Celine Dion, may have been intervening in the lives of these mortals. Yeah, it definitely wasn't lightning. Ben Franklin had nothing to do with it. It was all Celine Dion. I like that you think that Ben Franklin is the god of lightning. That's a wild take. <laughs> I think it's a pretty pro-American take. So I'm sticking with it. <laughs> there was no lightning before America. As Paige said on a previous podcast, our third president, Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> fun facts, had 20 toes. Also like fun facts, all geniuses. never a president. He did have 20 toes on him. They, it was in France and he paid good money for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's called a threesome. No, it'd be a foursome. Are we going to count his toes? Or, or, no. Yeah, you got to count his toes. He's involved. But you can't fuck your own feet. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Feet don't do it for me, but it was funny to say. What stopped you? The calluses? <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, he gets the messages and they're real sad. And I started typing all of them out, but then there were so many and I was they're like, so I'm not going to. So- <laughs> it's literally the weirdest meat cute since you've got mail. Yeah. I've, I've making jokes. I mean, like I've only loved maybe two people enough to write text messages this embarrassing when read aloud. And like, she's just pouring, she's just pouring her heart out. But I wish 
it kind of turns sexual and been like, I just also miss. Well, she does. At she one point, does she's like, I wish something. I could be naked next to you. And yeah. I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about, girl. It's not enough. It needs to get awkward, weird. Like, I like, like when you do that weird. thing with your pinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kinda... yeah. 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 I like when you dress up in the bunny suit. Yeah. Can we <laughs> hop around? Right. We just watched Bridget Jones diary and clearly Mikey picked up a fetish. I do. I do love a, a vintage Playboy bunny outfit. I do think they're very, very pretty. Who doesn't love it? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so he reads all these messages and the fact that he's not instantly curious and immediately replying is crazy to I me. I would not be able to not respond and at least be like, hey, I'm so sorry this happened to you, but this is now not that number anymore. You know, like right. to let them know, like before they do like trauma dump on you, not on you, but like in general, I would just be, I understood when he was like, I just don't want her to be embarrassed. You know, like I understood that. Yeah. Not only do I not want her to be embarrassed, but I also like. I'm too curious. I gotta know. Like, those texts are wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so for me, it would just be like, hey, I just want you to know that, like, I'm reading these, and you may not want that to happen, but please continue, because I love a good please story. Please continue. I'm fascinated. <laughs> yeah, I would have texted back and be like, hi, it's John from heaven. <laughs> send, send nudes right up to heaven. <laughs> Surprise, Scientology was right? <laughs> just like... <laughs> Who knew? Scientologist. This is John 15 years ago, like that movie, Frequency. Do you remember it? <laughs> no. All right. Anyway, send me your nudes so I know who to look for in the future. <laughs> but you have to be nudes, so I know to be sure. Right. Especially that little birthmark right next to your hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The G spot. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what that is. We cut to the next day. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. We are an hour in, and we have not really even started this movie because it's perfect. It's just so hard to get through. I mean, there are a lot of hard things I in it. I don't remember anything. I know, Mikey. That's why <laughs> you focus so hard on fucking Big Skittle and their overthrowing of the Skitland government. I love that we made that a thing. <laughs> Anyway, she goes to her book meeting with her editor who's just like, hey, uh, we're not ready to publish this Caterpillar story about depression yet. So we're going to fire that intern if you don't fix your shit. (laughs) I love that scene so much because her name's Miss Valentine and she starts talking all sweet. And then she's like, hey, send in the intern. And she's like, hey, if you don't finish your book and if it's not a bestseller, this person who literally is like pulling herself up by her bootstraps. Yes. <laughs> we're going to fire her. <laughs> I was like, God damn, Miss Valentine, you cold blooded. That actress has been in two movies in a row. Hell yeah. She's also in you. Bridget Jones. Oh, is she? <laughs> the editor lady. Yeah. I was like, wow, when was the last time we had this happen on the podcast? That's awesome. Anyway. But she's great in this. Doesn't have a lot to do because she's in like- Two scenes. Two scenes they shot definitely on the same day, you know? Mm -hmm, But she's mm -hmm. great in this movie. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she keeps sending those texts and he keeps getting them and they get creepier and creepier. And the fact that he's not like, this person's a serial killer who wants to wear my skin- is wild. <laughs> oh, the fact that when it's revealed that he is the person receiving those text messages and she doesn't assume he is like some creepy stalker dude yes. and run out of there. I mean, she does handle it badly, but I would have like blasted out of the door like Wiley e. Coyote. Oh, I taken off. Yes. Yeah. Or I don't know. I'm like, mm. how good was that D? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Jamie Fraser. If it's good D, it might be worth risking it. I get it. Yeah. 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 You should. Uh, 
risking it for the crumpet anyway <laughs> so he sees his co-worker texting at the same time that he gets one of those texts so he thinks it's her and he's like do you want to go talk in private and she's just like yeah all right uh great what, what do you want to talk about and he's just like i need you i want and he's like quoting the, the text and she's like what the fuck you're old and he's like i'm like 35 <laughs> like, oh, okay <laughs> i mean he is well he, he's probably in his early 40s but like he's in his early 40s he looks for sure yeah great though like he looks fucking yeah. amazing i love that they were like how many times can we get his shirt off and not have it be weird enough okay cool great thank you hello todd it's mikey hello mikey it's todd <laughs> i need to tell you something mikey it's fine you'll be a great dad that's we're going to table that. But <laughs> on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh, my God, guys. This actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal. All from Magic the Pod. Heck We're yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals. Never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with factor, except for right now, because <laughs> factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 and use code romance the pod 50 to get 50% off that's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off that's a good deal do it and they have a easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app Mikey, that was the end of the ad that was the I end know. of the ad <laughs> I'm, I'm still going all right factor meals <laughs> <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, so she's like, yeah, I did not send you these texts. And, and she's like. But also, like, he has. Does he not understand that the texts obviously sound like she's lost someone to death? Like, I. Yeah. He's like, I think these texts come from you. And she's like, remember when you were hit by a car? I wish you were still here and naked. Is it you sending me these texts, girl that I work with? Girl that I work with. Uh, but also, my favorite is she's like, this is definitely a phishing attempt. Yeah. I do love that she's like, just don't give them your credit card information, boomer. And tell IT like, about it so yeah. that we can block the number. Remember to report it. Yeah, like, that's probably what you should have done, really. Not like, oh, I wonder if I could fuck this person who's clearly emotionally vulnerable. Ooh, phonerable. <laughs> anyway, so 
we do have she texts like smelling your shirt losing you all over again and they're just like this is super sad let's all read it (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're all invested now and then at this point is the press conference where celine dion has entered the chat i love it celine dion first off way better at acting than I thought she would be. Like, she really comes off as a Raiden-esque but wise figure in this movie. Yeah, kind of an all-powerful Sauron kind of figure. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. who can clearly control lightning and telephone text message directions. And and is also psychic. Definitely some sort of white wizardry (laughs) happening. Definitely picked from a young age. And and groomed for this... like oracle type position Uh uh yeah anyway so celine dion enters the chat everyone is on chaises in a in a golden white room i do also love that celine dion is with the exception of the one scene where she's doing a sound check she's never not in a fancy golden white room sitting in a fancy golden white chair and i think maybe She's in heaven and it's a metaphor for death. (laughs) I do think she is planning for the 78th annual Hunger Games. Like that is the vibe of every room that she's in. I think she killed John to set this up. Oh, thinking about the Hunger Games. I honestly don't even know what song that is. Heaven. The song is heaven. Baby, all that I want. Is that a Celine Dion song? When I'm here with Celine Dion. No, it's a song that sounds (laughs) like heaven. I'm never going to make it to Taco Bell in time. Well, you're in luck because in Russia, Taco Bell comes to you. (laughs) I forgot you had Taco Bell, damn it. (laughs) I'm sorry that you'll miss getting one taco. Yeah. Well, I don't want to eat my breakfast, too. I'll just eat the half. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the press conference happens, and he's continuing to get texts during the press conferences, and Celine Dion is like, how dare you answer text messages in the hall of Celine? Not now, mortal! Yes. And then she throws a lightning bolt at him, but he catches it because he's Jamie Frazier. Uh, anyway. Yo, the Love Again expanding universe gets nuts <laughs> later on. Yeah, oh, for sure. But he's just like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, when you said, like, how do you even know love is real? And she's like, you know nothing about love, Jon Snow. Let me tell you about this time a 46-year-old man kissed a 20-year-old (laughs) mate. Oh, no. That happens in this scene. I know. No, that's not this scene. It's it's later. When he's on the press junket is when it is. Ladies out there, I'm just looking for my Celine Dion. So... If you're 12, call Mikey. No. No, I was talking about more in the 20s. Talking about more in the 20s here. With your age, she'd be like eight. I thought he was, she was 20 and she, he was 40. 46. He's 26 uh, years older. So uh, that's that's way too old. That's yeah. See, so you clearly old. were not listening earlier yeah. when Todd and I were like, it's horrifying. I also hate that he didn't have feelings for Celine Dion until she was rich. <laughs> anyway, she's like, you know nothing about love. And he's like, oh, no. Also, does Celine Dion write her own songs? No. This bothered so, like, me the entire fucking movie. When he breaks down her, quote, lyrics, I was like, I don't think she wrote these songs. I mean, she might have. I don't fully know. 
but I'm googling it right now. No, okay. but no, of course not. There's a million writers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always had the vibe that she was just like a v- amazing once in a generation talent, sort of like Whitney Houston. So like, yes, they could sort of pick whatever the best songs from the best songwriters were. You know, absolutely. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So like, she did occasionally. She's credited as one of the writers on a team of writers. Sure, sure, but sure. it's not often. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying Celine Dion ain't no Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She also covered a lot of songs. Well, and listen, she has an amazing voice. She can do whatever she wants. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we cut to Priyanka Chopra and her sister, or Amira, whose character's name, yeah. and her sister. And her sister has, like, created an uh, a profile for her on an app and takes the phone and, like, signs into it and texts this guy back and sets up a date for her to go for drinks with a guy on this app. Yeah. We cut to Jamie Fraser just constantly listening to Celine and getting more depressing texts, which is a wild montage of him just like reading her autobiography. It's like breaking up without the relationship. Yeah, it's real (laughs) crazy. But Mira texts John, or who she thinks is John's phone, that she's going out with a guy for that night and they're going to Ronde, which is a bar. Yeah. And he's like, oh, perfect. I'm going to go see if I can see and find this person. Which, here's the thing. I would have absolutely messaged this person before now, but if I hadn't, I would absolutely go to the bar to try to find them. I would be on Detective Sleuth the whole time. You would not be able to stop me, Paige. I would 1,000% right? be... Yes. Yeah, you would have to go. Yes. Are you kidding me? I get to unlock this mystery. And that's when I would text them back. That And that's what I would tell them. And I'd be yeah. like, hi, I followed you here. Don't run. Be quiet. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> Come with me to the second location. <laughs> There's a van outside. Get in it. Yeah. I would just send a picture of her from across the bar back to her without context. And then it's just Whoopi Goldberg sitting over there. And she's like, you know, those texts, you take them with you. (laughs) I have a message from John. He says, bye. See you later. (laughs) Heaven's cool. Wish you were here. Bye. That ghost episode was wild. That was a crazy episode. Yeah. But I also, I kind of prefer that movie. I don't know. That movie tugs at my heartstrings. What you're saying is you prefer a blockbuster movie to what is essentially a like big budget Hallmark movie. Yeah, of course Ghost is way better. It's not just a big... They have Instagram, actual Instagram, and Skittles in the film. Big Skittle signed big off Skittle. on this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Jamie Fraser's in it. And they're like, you if you are going to have Skittles, you have to have a Skittlish actor. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they go to the bar. Or she gets ready. She goes to the bar. Yeah. And he's like, I bet I can put a face to these texts. Whatever. So his coworker goes with him. And the first person they spot is a silver fox who is gorgeous. I really hope the co-worker and that guy worked out because like, oh child. I mean, it did seem like they were super into each other because he sends a drink over to Jamie Fraser's gay best co-worker. friend here. Yeah, yeah. co-worker mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, I do love that exchange. Jamie's like, 
I don't, what is his name in the movie? Do you guys know? Lord John Gray? Oh, no, wait. That's Outlander. Oh, yeah, yeah. His name is Billy. Billy. Yeah. So Billy, like, gets that drink, and then it's Rob and Billy, or Jamie Frazier and his gay best friend or whatever, and he's like, I don't think I'm going to go over and talk to him, and Jamie's like, no, maybe you should. And he's like, oh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. It was really cute. And then he goes over and then he comes back with his number. He gets his number, good yeah. for them. Um, but they use that number to determine that it's not him. What a bummer. Because, like, what a love story for the ages. Right. Uh, that Celine would have <laughs> fucking loved it. Anyway, uh, he spots Mira, who he has, like, walked past on the street before. And he's like, oh, I think I've seen that girl before. Maybe it's her, right? Um, and her date is Nick Jonas, her literal husband. Like, in real life husband. In real life husband. Okay. In fact, there were rumors... And again, rumors. This is blind items and nonsense that like clearly it hasn't happened yet. So it's probably not true. But there were rumors that they were potentially breaking up because she had cheated on him potentially during this film. With who? I wonder. Oh, wink, wink. I don't know. Fuck Celine Dion. (laughs) (laughs) This is is just a peek into our horrifying group chat. Is I bought this movie and and I was like, Outlander better be shirtless. And Todd texted back, "Wait for the shower scene." And I texted back, "Oh, does Celine show full (laughs) book?" Yeah, Mm. that those are actual chats from our DMs. I don't. Do you remember what I said back to you, Paige? <laughs> Not since Renee died. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's horrifying. We're bad people. Yeah. Anyway, she's on a date uh, with Nick Jonas, and he's like, "You can't do squats without a brain," and she's like, "You can't do anything without a brain." And he's like, <laughs> like "Yeah, this, you get it. You get it." <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like him in this because he's ridiculous in a hilarious way and she asks him a would you rather question and he he acts like she asked him something wildly offensive and it's so fun he's like why would you say that well he's like neither i wouldn't do either of those why would you like it's getting hostile in here and she's just like too much pressure i know it's so crazy like what what and so he goes to the bathroom she texts John's number. Yeah. And Jamie Fraser gets it and it's just like, oh my God, it is her. Like, that now connection. Yeah. Well, because he sort of sees her texting and she says in that text, more or less, my date went to the bathroom. It's not going great. Something like that. So, yes. He, like, through context clues, like, oh my God, it actually is her. Right. Right. And he's like, well, I think she's having a bad date. But Nick Jonas comes back over and he's kind of like, you know, in her ear and on her neck and stuff. And it looks very cozy. And he's like, the guy that does too much push ups. <laughs> and his coworker, Billy's like, no, that's the perfect amount of push ups. Yes. I, <laughs> I did think that was super funny. I like that a lot. Loved so funny. Uh, yeah. But as they're leaving, he just goes, I bet I could bench press you. <laughs> just hilarious. But I'd like to have someone try. <laughs> I mean, she does leave with him after saying that, right? So, like... Hey, if somebody, like, claims they... If I was not married, obviously. But if someone had claimed that, I would have been like, let's test that out. Yeah, let's figure this out. (laughs) Anyway, we cut to a taxi. She and Nick Jonas are making out. And she's like, I kind of want to take it a little slower. And so he tries to kiss her in slow motion, (laughs) which is real funny to watch. So much. I also love that he like goes to choke her in slow motion. 
I was like, Corey, he's going just as like, because he goes for like her boob and he's kind of around her neck and she's like, slow it down. And then he just does the same shit in slow motion, which is chef's kiss. Very funny. It was really funny. Yeah. And he like, he does really like commit to being an idiot. Oh, yeah. It's and great. As soon as she's like, we're not going to bone. He's like, oh, and just like goes back on the app. And she's like, are you looking for another date? And he's like, yeah, I got to burn off the calories from the drinks. And she's like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> and run to burn off those calories so she goes home she puts her ring back on we cut to jamie fraser around his apartment with the giant headphones and the texts come back you really don't like those headphones they look insane he looks like dead mouse dr dre would (laughs) like a word about his beats (laughs) anyway so she one of the texts is i miss you and he just like out loud to himself alone in his apartment with his giant headphones on is like I miss it too. And I'm like, you're a stranger. You've never met her. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Maybe a little crazy. Um, Everyone in this movie is a, a little uh, skittled, if you want to think of it that way. Yes. Yes. So we cut to the next day. He's at a press junket for Celine Dion. And she's like, oh, the guy who was rude and texting during my commandments or whatever. <laughs> but it's now it's just her and him, though. There's like no one else in the room. And I love this because they're like, it's like a normal junket. Celine's in a chair and he's like on a couch asking right, questions. Right. But they're pretty far away. And she immediately is like, let me see your hands. Well, and he wanders over like a toddler who doesn't know how <laughs> know. his limbs work. It's, the, it's so it's strange. It's so weird. It's so funny. But she she like reads his hands, his force energy or something. It's She's insane. just like, and what we really needed was for her eyes to glow and for her to get like a flashback and to be like, we need to leave right now. They're headed up the stairs like that kind of thing. I but thought we no. were going to get a Benny Jesuit test or something. Yeah. Put your hand in this box. Yeah. Then you'll understand what love is and also pain. <laughs> I have fallen for that line a few times. <laughs> Put your hand in this box and then you'll understand what love is. (laughs) Anyway, so she's like, are you a fan of my music? And he's like, uh, yes. And she's like, liar. And she's like, you don't even know how to hear it. You don't understand what love is. And he's like, um, what? And she like reads off lyrics and she's like, do you know what that means? And he's like, I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was going to give him a quiz on her music. And I was one of that scene of like in 1989, what was my number one? And I'll be like, oh, he's not going to know that. (laughs) Anyway, he's like, I think I might have feelings for someone I've never met. And Celine's like, that's not crazy. We'll cut back in a few minutes and I'll tell you some wild stories. So we cut to Mira's apartment. Yeah. And she's got the empty Skittles and the drawing because she ate them after he died. It was so strange. Uh, Anyway, she gets mad and throws it at the record player and breaks the album that he had in that box. Yeah, which is the album of the um, opera that they go and meet each other at. Right. It's Eurydice and... um, Persephone? No, no, it's similar to the story of Persephone, but it is different. Anyway, so she breaks the, the album and she is... Devin, I would be fucking wrecked. Like, oh, yeah, because that is the album that he used to play for you. It's like that is an oh. irreplaceable thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. You, you could yeah. buy another album, but it would never be his. You know? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. I literally cried. I, I, I was so sad. Yeah. It made me cry a lot. 
Um, but we cut back to the press junket and I was like, press junkets are like five minutes and they're like curled up on the floor with coffee cups. I thought that <laughs> shit was so what? funny though because it, <laughs> it cuts away from this like, I think pretty emotional scene and then we're expecting to be back with Jamie Fraser and Celine Dion like where we left them just in chairs talking to each other. But uh-huh. no, they have their shoes off on the floor like having yes. this like... Like a slumber party. Yeah, like a slumber party vibe. It was so funny. I loved it so much. Like literally when he's leaving the scene he's putting his shoes back on right that was so funny and she's like look i know you don't know this person you're technically stalking her and you're following her around but love doesn't follow rules and i was like um what love should follow some rules and also some of those things celine are illegal anyway uh but celine's like yeah love doesn't always follow rules like think about my situation and then she tells the, her story of her and renee's first kiss as if it's just like two people meeting completely ignoring the fact that it's like Oh, a 46-year-old man and a teenager? Like, oh, God. Oh, no. It's not great. But, of course, the ages aren't mentioned. But she does say it's at the Dublin Eurovision Song Contest, which Which was 1988. Which is how we know when it was. Yes. I looked it up. And if you want to see the way she looked on that night, you can watch the video of her singing on YouTube. Yeah, you can. It exists. Mm -hmm. And I do do have to bring up that Renee had been her manager since she was 12. Yeah. It's a dark story is all I'm saying. It's not positioned as a dark story. But it it is it is it, it is yeah. uh, and she's she basically she like finishes that story and then she's like love is a plan for each and every one of us and these texts are a part of a plan for you that's why I did it because I am a deity <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like come back to me as a man like she sends him on a quest she literally yes, does I'm that's telling why, you that's why I said yeah. she was the oracle like this yes. is like that meeting that you see like in that story yes, circle yeah exactly but she literally says come back when you're a man I was like God. Damn, Celine's brutal. Cut into the core. And he's like, I'm 35. And you're just like, oh, all right. Uh, and then she says, open your arms to the universe. And I was like, that sounds that sounds like some woo shit she'd say. I yeah. was like, all right. It's like, did my mom write all Celine Dion's dialogue? Like, what is happening? Oh, my God. Is she the Christina Milian to, J- to, to Celine's J-Lo? What? I know that joke is for people that are not Todd, and that's okay. I have some Googling to do. Anyway, so Mira is like, I think the texting is making this harder. Like, I am dwelling on this, and so I need to take a break. Uh, And we cut to Jamie Fraser in his apartment listening to Celine's cover of All By Myself, singing along with his crazy headphones, and doing something weird with food on a fork. I was like, what is that? And he just kind of like flings it onto a plate, and I'm like... This is a weird montage. <laughs> and he's just staring at the phone. And occasionally we, we're hearing like his headphone audio basically. And so we just occasionally hear people talking behind him. Yeah. And one of the conversations is just vegan ice cream. I am outraged. <laughs> I was like, about what? Sorbet? Like what is happening? They actually do have some pretty decent vegan ice cream. I I have had some. Yeah. It is you can make very good vegan ice cream. Yeah. It's one of the few vegan things things that are just like instantly good vegan ice cream yeah it almost tastes as good as the worst regular ice cream (laughs) they're like we really melted down this sawdust and combined it with crushed up you know carrots and now it tastes like cookies and cream and i'm like get that shit out of my face (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, it's real cringy. Um, it is. And his coworkers are like, stop looking at the damn phone. Calm down and breathe. Oh, it's Orpheus and Eurydice. Anyway. <laughs> I saw you have that realization. <laughs> yeah, I know it's in my notes. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to... Uh, she is listening to it or she has the album cover and is like telling her sister about it. And she's like, it was the opera that he used to play for me all the time because it's about a man who travels to Hades to get his wife and he's not supposed to look at her face. And we also are getting this from his coworker who like breaks it down and is like, yeah, because there's in the text, the last few texts that he has, one of them is a quote from it because she's mad she broke the album. So she sends a quote. The quote gets interpreted by the coworker, and now he's like, I have learned about a new opera and I shall go to that opera as many times as I need to to find this woman, which is nuts. Operas are expensive. I do love that he was like willing to go a ton of times, but no, it's fine. It was the first one is the one she was I at. wouldn't go to the opera that much with an actual woman that was loving me and in a relationship with me. I also love that he's like, I could just text this number back. No, I'm going to go to the opera a <laughs> no, bunch of I'm times. No, I'm going to do this, the creepy stalker thing. That's, the, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. His goal is to get a podcast. I know he's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, I was like, it's 42 minutes into the movie, and they have not met. Like, our, our couple has not met in person. Yeah. Anyway, but he, he goes to the opera and actually enjoys it. And comes out and he's like, well, I haven't seen her, but I think I love opera now. And then she sees her. He sees her and it's cut like a perfume ad yeah. of just like, oh, de opera. Uh, and they do do something really cool where like they're in a crowded room and everyone disappears. Yes. And they have this very kind of awkward but cute conversation where yeah. they, they have like a little meet cute. They exchange numbers. And then as soon as she walks away, suddenly it's crowded again. Yeah. And I do really like that. That's one of the few things I was like, that's a very cool thing they did in this movie that is so fucking weird <laughs> shit like that reminds me of west side story when uh yes. tony and uh they see each other across yeah. the way and do, like do, everything do, like do, is out do, of focus except for them like do, i do, i honestly love this do, part do, i i love that do, they did do, did it this way do, 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 yeah do, 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 do. yeah yeah uh, anyway love west side story sorry Love it. Uh, but so they, they have a little conversation. He talks about like his interpretation of the show, which is actually more hopeful than, than yeah. hers. And she's like, I've never thought of it that way. And in talking, they exchange numbers. She texts him her number and she texts John to tell John about him, which at this point I was like, well, now it's super fucked up because now he's got inside intel that she doesn't know he has. Yeah, and but that's oof. the last text she sends John. We see it later, which I I like that he wasn't using her text to John like against her in any way. Yeah. So are you saying that Ga John ghosted her so she ghosted him? Yeah. I don't know if you can call it ghosting if you send your dead ex-boyfriend a thousand text messages and then eventually stop responding. Yeah. He left her on red. Yeah. Ooh. He left her on dead. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut to the next day at work. He's like, I talked to her and I followed her and we talked about stuff. And then she texted me from the old boyfriend's <laughs> number. And I'm just like, slow down, Ted Bundy. Yeah. We're not going to murder today. And his coworkers are like, um, that's okay. Uh, you should probably tell her maybe. As soon as possible, you should tell her. Yeah. yeah. The phone rings and it's her. He picks it up and he just yells into the phone. He's like, like yo. yo! 
I love that. <laughs> it made me laugh so, so hard. This was funny to me, though, because like he isn't awkward around her when he meets her at the opera, but like yeah. his banter is shit over the phone. And I don't yeah. know why, but I love that it's like a character choice. Like this dude is so <laughs> nervous on the phone. And it's weird because he's proper fit, but he don't have the bants. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to spend money with him if Lana's going to see it. <laughs> I have loved this season of Too Hot to Handle. Oh, it is wild. Yeah. I'm only a few episodes in. They're the dumbest so far. And yes. that is something i just watched the episode where that guy was like i think i'm in love with this girl and then that, that he's like i hope she's not latina and then he's like i guess i have to break up with her now and, and date this new girl <laughs> right? like, oh wow literally in the same episode yeah. here's what's crazy that's not even the last time it's i know nuts. that dude just jumps on anything that new. dude is a sociopath <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit <laughs> anyway so they agree to go out to dinner and he's like, do you, do you eat? I mean, I'm assu- I assume you eat, but everyone loves food. Like I love food. I can't get enough of food until I'm like, okay, that's enough. He's the worst <laughs> at talking on the phone. It's so funny. His w- word salad. It's madness. He's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> he is a writer, Mikey. Jesus. He's not a talker. give us time to write it down and then it won't sound dumb that's why our signs are so good on the picket line yeah so they go to the cheeseburger place oh he agrees to go to the cheeseburger place but before he can go his boss calls him into the office and is just like why have all these sad texts been coming to your phone and he's like they're song lyrics from celine dion because they do kind of sound like it And he's like, oh, you must have made a very close connection with Celine Dion. Are you fucking Celine Dion? (laughs) That is what my next question would have been, right? Yeah. Listen, man, she touched me like this. (laughs) And then I I held held her her like like that. that. And Renee's been dead for like three years and mama needs some loving. So it's all coming (laughs) back to me. But this is like the same like beat in like a cop drama where like the rogue detective would be getting chewed out by the police sergeant or whatever and it's like beat for beat that same thing but about text messages that he is not responding to no he has done zero wrong in this scenario he has only received them yeah yeah Anyway, he rushes to the burger place, finally gets there, and he's about to tell her immediately and doesn't. He's like, I'll tell her at another time. That was a bad idea. He's like, yeah. I'll wait till we fuck. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he goes he goes back out there and they both put fries in their burger, which I think is very fun and cute. And I will this next like montage of their date that kind of lasts all night or whatever they do seem to have chemistry at this yeah, point they do and it's not great. quite as much as her and john but like they have they have good chemistry honestly her and john in the beginning i don't know i was like vibes yes dude john i thought did an amazing job like the actor who played him was so good loved him yeah. anyway at one point as they're bantering back and forth he just says well the accent does all the work and i was like truer words uh-huh. never spoken if i say it it's all the hate mail but whatever yeah. <laughs> the only people who got upset when you said it were the australians scottish people were cool about it that because they know yeah the skittles are amazing yeah but 
I do love that this is the point in the movie in which he gets more progressively more Scottish yeah. <laughs> as the movie goes, where he's almost like the accent does a lot of the work. Sassanac. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> I do love at Dial the end of this movie, <laughs> he is clearly just on the set of Outlander with a oh. I Heart Celine Dion t-shirt dancing around. I don't know if it's the set of Outlander or his other show, which is actually really fun to watch where he... And Graham McTavish, who was also an Outlander, you just travel around. Before. Yeah, their travel show. And, yeah, and do shit. I think it might have been that show. Anyway, but. it's so funny though because it's like the most beautiful landscape behind him, and he's just dancing like an idiot with, with a kilt, no uh, rhythm. Yeah, with. <laughs> but here's here's what I love about him though. No, and no one can take this from him. Dude commits a hundred and fifty percent every time to anything. He is great. I like him a lot. Yeah, I feel like he he might be kind of a dork in person, but in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Anyway, they end up dancing in the park and then they sit on a park bench and stay up talking all night. Not the safest place to do that, but I'm glad that happened for them and they were safe and they were fine. It is super sweet until you think about like logistically how that could never happen because I was like, like this is Central Park. <laughs> and it's winter. And it's in New York. They would be dead. Yeah. Or at least had many offers to cruise. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But this plants the seed of the misconnection at the end, right? Because when they're dancing to the accordion player, the music stops and he keeps dancing. And this is where he thinks of when he says the place where I heard the music again. Right, right, right. right. And she thinks it's the opera house. It's the opera house. Yeah. Um, But I do love when they're dancing to the accordion guy and the accordion guy just stops abruptly and just packs his shit up where he's like, well, clocking out, done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like get any tips from them. He was just like, Nothing. I finished off my shift of Central Park accordion and yeah, the saxophonist will be here in just a second, but I'm on break. Like, whatever. <laughs> You're on break accordion to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's morning, and, and he's like, I don't want this date to end, but it has to because it's morning, yeah. and eventually we have to get off this park bench. And she's like, okay, well, why don't we go back to our respective houses, shower, and then we'll meet up back at my place, and I'll cook for you. And he's like, all right. I like how... I don't even know if assertive is the right word, but like she like communicates that she's into him and like would like to see him again. I really love that because that is not something you see a lot in rom-coms. Their their relationship, aside from the stalking, uh, is very grown up and communicative. I really like like that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I'm saying it's the closest we've ever come to being a perfect movie. (laughs) I know. Thus, Celine Dion has ordained it anyway we we see them attempt to make a curry from like almost like a packaged meal kit thing that they both fail yeah i do love that like it cuts from them failing to cook to them eating cinnamon toast crunch i was like um that feels appropriate i am also obsessed with the way he says cinnamon toast crunch oh god because he's like crunch and you're like what (laughs) say it again (laughs) if you want to get turned on by jamie frazier reading (laughs) naming cereals watch this movie you'll love it (laughs) yeah he's like it can't be lucky charms that's the other ones that's not us (laughs) anyway he says i would learn to cook for you and she kind of steps away because 
I think if you remember, John was kind of the cook. Yeah. And I think maybe that just kind of touched at a thing. And so he asked, he clearly senses that like, oh, I have touched a nerve. Yeah. And and so he says, how did he die? And she says, drunk driver, broad daylight, and it's still been two years and I can't believe it. He was driving a tank. <laughs> Oddly enough, it was a Skittles truck betrayal. <laughs> but she she says something that I think made me very, very sad where she says, I was so sure we'd grow old together, but I grow and he stays the same. And I was like, ah! and this is when I was sobbing and farting at the same time. Well, technically, he is decomposing. But it's her memories that she's oh, talking about. Those are decomposing, too. From the Skittles poisoning. Anyway, so <laughs> he tells her about how he likes basketball and that they should play sometime. And that's how he kind of gets to know people. And she falls asleep. She does. Anyway, uh, he falls asleep. She falls asleep. He carries her to bed. Yeah. Tucks her in. And then doesn't leave. He lays down on her couch. Red flag. But but respectfully, respectfully sleeps on the couch. Do- oh, doesn't. Yeah. He should have respectfully locked the door and went his ass home. I would have. I would have too because I'm not sleeping on somebody's couch. Like, just call me tomorrow. I'm, I would have. Like, yeah. I would have like sent a text, left a note. Yeah. Be like, hey, yeah. I had a great time. Let's do this again very, very soon. Yeah. I can disarm a bomb in the dark without. <laughs> I didn't roof you and take you exactly. to a creepy island. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that he does doesn't change her he just takes her shoes off but maybe that's what he's into yeah red flag (laughs) so he stays sister comes home is like who the fuck are you and punches him in the throat and i cannot tell you how much i love a throat punch i have loved it both times it's happened to judy on this season of gemstones (laughs) (laughs) i love it when it happens here it is great it is very funny but i mean he is a strange man to her because this is the first time they've met right so like i get why she freaked out it's just a strange man in her house you know yeah but they do quickly sort of like, oh, you're the guy that my sister is mm-hmm. dating or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sorry, she fell asleep. And then I thought I'd be a creep and sleep on your couch. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they end up, I think I think he stays up two nights in a row because I think he stays up with the sister and gets rolls and coffee or whatever. I think he does. Yeah. And then she gets up and is like, oh, God, you're still here. I've got to go to Soul Cycle or the grocery store or the dentist. One of those. Anyway, bye. I think she just makes an excuse to uh, to go back to her, yeah, of her ex's car and just sit there and, and cry. cry. I think she like feels a little guilty about like sort of falling for somebody else again, which I get. Like, yeah, it's got to be complex, you know, that grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he walks in on Celine Dion's sound check. No one stops him. They just like let him through. I think because he's a journalist, maybe at a press pass or something. No, no, no. She she told all of her people that if when he comes back, a man to let him in. That exactly is what I was gonna say. She handed out a photo of him to all of her bouncers <laughs> and was like, "Hey." If this guy comes back, but he looks like a man, let him in. And they're like, well, that's a that's a man. <laughs> that so I'm just going to let this guy in. Yeah. <laughs> and so he had Carte Blanche, as The Weeknd Carte- says, Carte- to just walk into any sound check he wanted to. That's how um, I say it now. Because <laughs> it's bonkers. Todd. Yes, ma'am. In this scene, they're auto-tuning her acapella. Yes. I heard yes. that. Yes. They yes, absolutely they are. It's are. impossible not to hear. It sounds tinny and crazy. Yeah. It sounds like Bo Burnham's Kanye rap bit. Like it sounds like that sort of a thing. Oh God. And but and literally she sees him from a distance and is like, you seem brighter and more in focus and straighter too. And I'm like, 
He seemed pretty straight this whole time, but fine. All right. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure my mom said exactly that to me when I came home for Thanksgiving last year. Like, that is like how my mom talks. <laughs> it's awesome. But she literally is like, let's sit down. Let me drop everything Celine Dion's doing to keep the universe spinning <laughs> and talk about your problems. And he's like, yeah, no, I like met the girl. I haven't told her I'm stalking her yet. Uh, but she's also like, her name is Mira Ray. And she's like, of the caterpillar, Mira Ray? Like, of course, I have children. Every child reads the Caterpillar book, and you're like, all right. Okay. I mean, to not work for two years and to be able to afford a apartment in New York City, yeah. every child has to have bought three or four of her <laughs> books. Yeah. Of the three books she's put out, they own 200% of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, right after she talks about it, there is what I think to be an inside joke from a casting director that made it through to the final cut. Go with me. Uh, an assistant <laughs> comes out and shows her this like flaming photo of like, what do you think about this for the poster? And she's like, no, it looks like I'm standing in hell. I want something more joyful. And then that assistant's like, fucking fine like clearly upset <laughs> but like you finally get a lingering shot on that assistant and she is dressed and looks hairstyle everything like wednesday adams does <laughs> she was like yes bright or more joyful and she's like i'll give you fucking joyful. <laughs> i mean they do it that to so set funny. up the caterpillar poster that looks i am assuming terrible because we never see it it looks wild. Yeah. It's it is bonkers. <laughs> but you know, he's talked to Celine Dion three times, so he feels comfortable being like, "Hey, will you call my possible ex and like give her a job?" Yeah, he gets two more wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one of his wishes <laughs> is to like have Celine Dion commission his soon-to-be girlfriend. You have pleased yeah. me. I shall get you laid, <laughs> mortal. Don't let the golden gates hit you on the way out. Um, so <laughs> she calls her and she's like, it is me, Celine Dion. And she's like, yeah, sure. And I'm Mariah Carey. And she just goes, uh, I forget which song she, but she sings a song yes. to her about taking the phone call. And she's like, oh my God, it is really you. Fuck, what do I even, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, my people have people. I can get anyone's phone number. Anyway, I need you to draw me a poster. And she's like, what, why? And she's like, Caterpillar. And she's like, you got it. No, she basically says, you haven't worked in three years. I'm going to throw you some work. Which, how yes. would she know that if she wasn't the head of the Adjustment Bureau? Hang on, stay yeah. with me here okay. for a second. Okay. Okay. Like, oh my God. She right, right. is definitely the head of the Adjustment Bureau. She had to kill John to get those two together. I mean, it definitely kind of checks out because yeah. if he's the cre you know the creator presents itself to each of us in its own way, yeah. even Selendel. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that how you say Celine Dion? I say I say it Celine Dion. Celine Dion. <laughs> you pronounce it the way she does then. Yeah, Celine Dion. My favorite is she like hangs up with her and then she calls she texts Drake and is like, send a pic of that tattoo of me when you get it. And Drake allegedly texts back for sure, which is a callback to earlier in the meeting at yes. the newspaper where he's like, Drake's gonna get a tattoo of her. But also like Drake ain't in this movie. Like that's just no, like of a course text. Not. Yeah, like yeah, because Drake yeah. is busy texting his own 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't start with uno, dos, trace, pitbull, pit Mikey <laughs> doesn't listen to it. All right, Paige? I feel like Mikey would like Drake. I love Drake. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Mira texts 
him and is like, hey, meet me. Like, let's, you know, talk or whatever. She meets him with champagne stuff and tells him about the whole Celine Dion thing. And he clearly is like, oh, I wonder how she got your number. Uh, just a little bit of Sherry Moon Zombie for you. Uh, so <laughs> they decide to play basketball and they literally, they shoot like one or two hoops and then start making out. And I'm like traveling. Oh, they're not like, they're not like playing real basketball page. Like <laughs> it's like at, le- at most it's Harlem Globetrotter rules, you know, like I think it's just horse. The play in Celine. It's the same amount of letters. <laughs> Celine. But she does like, she is very forward with him in this movie which i was like super into i was like happy for her good for her because she's good like hey if i sink this shot i get to take you back to my place and do whatever i want with you or whatever and then you see her shoot in a way that would guarantee she would not hit that basket and then you hear a swish, swish. through a hoop <laughs> we have seen without a net on it well, it's got like a chain, but it's kind of falling down to the side. Yeah, yeah. like it would not have made that sound. You like simply would not have heard it if it went through the hoop and they still drop it in. It was so funny to me. Yeah, but they end up making out and we cut to the next morning. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. No she definitely shirts, got that. No dude. problems. Yes. She got that. Dude. She did. Uh, but he wakes up and he's like, ah, I got to be in the newsroom in 15 minutes. I'm like, who can get anywhere in 15 minutes? But fine. He's in New York. Yeah. If that newsroom isn't in his building he's gonna be late and he so takes a shower mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. <laughs> i've done that where i'm like i'm gonna be late but i'm gonna take a shower first oh no i get that oh, no but that's like, fine yeah then you just you don't say i have to be somewhere in 15 minutes you say i'm gonna be late for work i've got a shower immediately you know what i'm saying right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you also don't stay when she falls asleep in her couch but he this does is his weirdly. place we don't know that. We just know he took her to an apartment. <laughs> what? Is he a secret agent in your mind? Like, what is this? This is a safe house, Todd. Clearly. He may just sleep on different people's couches every We've night. We've seen his apartment, Mikey. It's his apartment. Allegedly. Anyway, he gets in the shower. He's singing in the shower badly, which I, I do love when people go all in on singing badly. That's pretty it fun. Too. Like, it's not to sound good. It's to, like fall in love more with that character and i love that he does it he's just like fuck it this is my place i'm gonna shower like i shower i don't care who hears me but while he's in the shower she sees his desk and his phone and he's got his computer up and he's got his cloud linked to his computer and the texts are up and so she calls him on the wrong phone oops yeah so she also sees the text messages up on his computer so she can see that he's getting the text messages she's sending john right so she calls john's phone number and can hear it vibrating in the bathroom with him that's mm-hmm. how she realizes that he has that phone yep. and he had sex with her with her text messages pulled up which is like a kink that i can't even describe i know right do you think he like whispered them into her ear in the middle of it? <laughs> he like pulled them up while so he could watch them while he was having sex with her. Wild. I mean, they were on his screen the whole time. She they just were. walked over and looked at him. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, um, block my number and never, never call, call me, me again. Yeah. The fuck <laughs> the fuck off. So we get a montage of him being super sorry, but he does, you know, he doesn't text her or whatever. But sh- we cut to her going to Roxy's where Mo is like, hey, I'm dating somebody now because I saw you date somebody. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that on some level, though, because it is like 
it felt very hallmarky to me. Like that guy right. is in three scenes, shot all of them in four hours. Like it feels very like low budgety fun, and I'm here for it. I also love the very next scene where he's talking to his coworkers and and he's like, I ruined it. And he's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Tell her right away. Be like, excuse me. I'd like to get to know you, but I have text messages from your dead boyfriend. And they're like, yeah, yeah that would have worked. And he's like, yeah, he's like, Damn oh, shit. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, when's the deadline? So, of course, he changes the Celine Dion story. And I do love that they read it and they're like, he's like, I was supposed to write about Celine Dion, but I just didn't. And I was like, dude, you'd get so fired. <laughs> like, like I was supposed to plug her upcoming concert tour, but fuck that. This lady touched my dick and now she won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> and at one point he does say in that article, Celine Dion opened me. And I'm like, hang on a second. Did he Hang get pegged on. by Celine Dion? We didn't start say the it? rumor. Start the rumor. <laughs> start that blind item. Him and Celine Dion. Let's go. Here for anyway, it. Everyone is reading it because anytime there's an article in a movie, suddenly everyone reads it. Oh, no. It would be big fucking news if like Celine Dion was tied up in this like dead lady's <laughs> giving like, people phone number. Weird phone advice. Number. Yeah. yeah. No, this would definitely be news. <laughs> she would smooth it out in her Shay's Lounge press conference. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to take that question from you. You've never been in love. Yeah, you don't even understand what love is. <laughs> but I do love that she just is like, she's like Celine sees the article that's supposed to be PR for her show. And is just like, you know who needs a call? Mira. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I understand that you're probably feeling apprehensive. But let me tell you this story about one time when my husband got jealous of Seal in 1991 when I was 23 and my husband was 50. 50. Yeah, I looked that up, too. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Anyway, she's just like, hey forgive people like if he's your person forgive him and i'm just like okay but like it's a lot to forgive yeah i understand we cut to his office the next day where he comes in and his editor is just like how dare you but also great i and love well this done. scene though <laughs> it is so funny because he is like performatively chewing out jamie fraser yes. right but he like writes a note and like sticks it down on a post-it note in front of him and it just says well done and then he well starts done. like in between yelling at him like whispering so like everyone outside of his office can't hear He's like i have to yell at you or everyone's gonna use this as their <laughs> blog and we can't have that yeah. we can't have that but you get to start your podcast and he's like oh huh? and i was like dude podcasts are free like what are we it's doing it's the least i could do i love yeah. that he finally achieved his lifelong dream in this movie of becoming an unsuccessful podcaster. <laughs> that is the yeah, lowest no one bar. Is listening to this Anyone show. could do that. Literally. Anyone could. Anyway, she's reading back through the text and it's almost like John is there as a forced ghost. I love this shot scene though. Cause it was like, very you know, sweet. she's like saying goodbye and he's like, I mean, I realize that it's like her giving her the advice through her own sort of like, okay, what would he say to me in this situation? Mm -hmm. And it's just so freaking sweet. And the guy who plays John does a great job. So I like seeing so him again. Good. Yeah. So good. And, and he's like, you know, like the caterpillar, I want you to fly. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I know. Oh, and that's like, <laughs> that's like a reprise of something he said in his only scene where he's actually alive, where he's like, when is that going to become a butterfly? And she's like, I'm not ready yeah. for that yet. And all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I, it's really sweet. I, I, sobbed during this scene too this is like yeah. the third time natalie looked over at me like i was crazy because i was openly weeping oh. yeah because i didn't have those emotions watching <laughs> but that's fine 
I was crying. Yeah. Uh, but so there's some confusion because they're supposed to meet at the place where we where she heard the music again. <laughs> he goes to the park. She goes to the opera house. I love that they're both sort of right. Yeah. But I do think it's like she was super into him at the opera house and he got super into her in the park. Mm-hmm. And so they went to different places. I thought it was funny. Yes. And he like goes to her house and her sister's like, I don't fucking know, dude. You're the this is your thing. Figure it out. And he's like, oh, the opera house. Oh, my God. So. He runs there. She also shows him the butterfly, right? And he's like, man, I fucked up. And she's like, yeah, man, uh, I'll see you never. Bye. And then then he's like, oh, wait, no, it's the opera house. I got to go to the opera house. So they run to the opera or he runs to the opera house. And it's closed and she's not there. And there's no like visible sign of her, but he just like runs out into the sidewalk and is just like, Mira, Mira. <laughs> and I was like, if she's not there. I thought that was, I was so like, funny that, that he so yelled. Funny. Because there are people on the street, but exactly yes. 0% of them are Mira. Yeah. In New York, never. Never. But she is there. She pops out and she's just like, hey. And she's like, okay, uh, it's back on, but I have rules. Yes. Like, no more lying. You have to tell me if you're pretending to be my dead boyfriend. <laughs> and this is when he goes full outlander. It's just like, never, never again. <laughs> you're just like, all right, fine. Paige, don't but pretend like you weren't super into it when he slipped into the always. Scottish. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I do love that she says, I'll always love John. I'll always miss him. And that'll change over time. But that's always a part of me. And I was just like, I know I was sobbing here too. Like, it's so sweet. sweet. But also like, it's a real conversation. Like I've never dated someone who lost someone like this, but I'd imagine that that's sort of how it is. Like you always love that person. You'll always miss that person. And the way that changes or just, Acknowledging the fact that that will change over time Like I loved it It's It feels yeah. like a very grown up conversation For what like is essentially A hallmark rom-com A way bonkers movie Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also love that she he she's like You have to learn to cook He's like I absolutely And she's like and Celine says you have to do the dishes And he's like anything Celine says <laughs> And we cut to the They kiss and we cut to a Celine Dion concert And Everyone from the movie like dancing to Celine Dion music clearly during the pandemic when they could not be together. I know. Yeah. (laughs) But at this point, I'm like, this is really exaggerating how much this movie needs and loves Celine as a plot point. But this is where he's dancing with no rhythm in a kilt on a hill, which is very fun. And then there's the mid credit scene where he finally has his podcast with a soundboard yeah you have to wait for it because it's like yeah buried deep in the credits deep deep in the credits and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie so having seen the movie having talked about the movie what did you guys think about the perfect celine dion rom-com love again it was okay yeah i i said <laughs> i said a lot okay i would say it has more chemistry than most hallmark movies because they actually get to yes. kiss and have sex in this one yeah so that's great nobody does a bad job in it it's just a really weird conceit for a movie <laughs> i know it's great it does have return to me vibes though when you said that i was like that makes bit, sense yeah. instead yeah. of it being you know the heart of the uh, person's former partner it's just their cell phone number but it's essentially a very similar plot but i loved it i really did like this movie way more than i should have i will admit that i feel like for me if you took celine out of it 
I'd like it more on a return to me type of movie where it would just be a straightforward rom-com. But the inclusion of Celine as a weird demigod adds such a layer of strange to this movie. that It's just like, it's kind of fun. It's just weird. But like, I want seven more of these movies where she... <laughs> Shepherds two couples through their grief trauma rom-com. Todd. If this was Hallmark, they would release one of these every year. Yes. Every year. Todd, I want her to replace the Lachey's on, <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> and she does like the non-toxic versions of like yeah, yeah, the- she's yeah. like, Francesca, you don't even know what love is. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, can right. see, I can see Celine Dion hosting, and I'm going to call it, text with my ex and they have an ai <laughs> algorithm study their whole conversation with their ex that has now passed away and they have to text that algorithm about the guys they're currently dating this seems super unhealthy well yes but i love that. i love this too <laughs> i may cut this and call netflix tonight no don't we're not scabbing oh that's right that's right hold it till after the strike page i am honored that you like went with the conceit that I could get Netflix on the phone. <laughs> so yeah. much so that you were oh, like, hold on. Don't do that. <laughs> so, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Very few. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Very Dijon, few fun, fun facts. facts. So, uh, there's only about six fun facts. Um, okay. I'll count them down. Welcome back to Paige's top six. Top six. Fun facts. Coming in at number six. We mentioned that his name is is Rob Burns, and that is a reference to Robbie Burns, the poet Robert Burns. Uh, that poetry is a pivotal role in reuniting Jamie and Claire in season three of Outlander, where he publishes it before Robbie Burns is born and she finds it and that's how she's able to like track him down. Spoiler alert for season three of Outlander, everybody. Spoiler alert for season three of Outlander. Nick Jonas is in this movie and they are married. There we go. We covered those fun facts. Now, number four. Number four. When sending to actually no, we've blown through more than that. But uh, when oh. sending texts, Mira's phone number reads one six seven five three zero nine instead of eight six seven five three zero nine instead of eight mm -hmm. six seven. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now in this movie, Nick Jonas orders margaritas, but in Jumanji, he makes them. Those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those thank fun you facts, for Paige. Those fun facts. You're welcome. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So, what do you think the production budget was for Love Again? Again. What do we think is on Celine Dion's rider? The Blood of the Innocent, a couple doves, Adrenochrome just for sure, Adrenochrome for sure, and just a case of Skittles. Um, did you guys want to guess the budget? Twenty million dollars. Okay, I'm I'm actually gonna say thirty five. I wow. bet this cost a lot of money. No, unfortunately, guys, it was nine million dollars. You think Big oh, that Skittle makes me can feel throw so around? Much better. Yeah, I thought Celine Dion would be expensive. She made the movie. I know. I was like, I'm pretty sure Celine Dion funded this movie. Uh, yeah. But either way, whoever funded it, this movie came out on May 5th of this year. Oh, man. And it was 5th the week it came out. It was beat by Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was number one that week. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, was two that week. Evil Dead Rise was three that week. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, was four. And Love Again was five. What do you think Love Again made in its opening week in the box office? Six million dollars. Okay. Two million. Paige, 
you are almost exactly right. It was $2.3 uh. million. Uh, and it was in the theaters for six weeks total. Um, but after its second week, it fell out of even the top 10 and then um, quickly out of theaters after that. So what do you think it brought in domestically in the box office in its six-week run? Three million. Five million. Those are both great guesses. It was $6.2 million. Okay. Which is lower than its budget, but it did make $4.4 million internationally for a total of $10.7 million out of the box office. My assumption is it went to streaming so quickly yeah. because it would be more expensive to acquire those rights. It, it also was expensive to stream initially. That's why we waited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that, I definitely think they're on the line of did they make money or not? Uh, I really hope they did because I really want nine more of these movies where she shepherds two strangers through love. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, romance scale, scale one to ten, how romantic we found the film today. Paige. Um, three. Todd. Oh, fuck you. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Oh, my God. Uh, no, you know what? I, I might be kind of, so I might be much. wrong I, I'd edge it to like a four. What did I give return to me? <laughs> I don't uh, know, but this does have return to me vibes. It, I, yeah, yeah, it's I, very similar. Yeah. Um, I would say it's definitely a one on the the lion or the roar scale. Yeah. I'll give it a 1.5 because we actually get lion roar in this movie. We don't get actual sex scene though. N- like No, but like uh, compared to other like Hallmark movies, we get head and shoulders above. I mean, true, but. I'm going to give it a three and a one lion roar. It's, uh, All right. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. About as sexy as a Dove soap commercial. And that's your romance scale. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, Paige made us watch. Love again. Mikey, what are you going to make us watch next week? Summer Catch. Oh, Summer Catch. Okay, okay. This sounds like it's probably like a Freddie Prince Jr. kind of vibe. It is Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, is mm-hmm. it? Jessica Beale. Okay. Oh, I've seen this poster before. Okay. So your homework for next week is to watch Summer Catch and then, you know, report back for that episode on Thursday. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I'm looking one up currently. Hell yeah. Well, while you're doing that, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Marcia Mello 92. Well, what does Marcia Mello 92 have to say? Hits all the right spots. How you doing? Whenever I'm feeling down. This trio of romance lovers can bring a smile to my face. Heart emoji, five stars. I think calling us romance lovers is generous. Yeah. Five stars. Well, Marcia Mello 92, thank you so much for the awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show oh. SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. I'd fuck Celine Dion, yeah. (laughs) Of course. She's a diva. Yeah. A diva. Bye. This is honestly just less problematic. You've got male nerds. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. Yeah.